Welcome to the Dr. Obedovinga Day podcast. Dr. Obed is a thought leader and apologist who speaks to life's great existential questions of origin, purpose, faith, and destiny with fluency and grace. He is an author and the president of the Christ Cosmopolitan Incorporated, a vibrant apostolic commission that heralds the message of the fullness of Christ. Dr. Obed has seen his ministry soar to great heights over several years, touching the lives of many across the globe through his various ministry platforms. May you grow in grace and the knowledge of Christ as you listen to mind-renewing and heart-enlightening messages by Dr. Obed. Do enjoy this teaching. God bless you. We're zooming into the Word of God. Over the past few weeks, we have journeyed on the trajectory of the question, why am I poor? And the man of God, with surgeon-like precision, has opened up the depths of the Word of God to us. On Sunday, we were dealing with matters of the hand, precisely the able hand and even the need for divination for us as believers. That was where we tipped off our discussion. We are back tonight with the gifted and scholarly Pastor Obed to delve into the Word of God, to gain more insight what the Word of God has to say concerning the reason why we're not seeing prosperity in our lives the way we should, especially in relation to the matter of the manipulation of the devil which is known as the evil hand. Man of God, Pastor Bed, it's a joy to be in God's presence with you tonight. Mm. We are delighted to share fellowship in God's presence tonight, and we know that God through you will bring truth to us like never before. Man of God, can my hand, as it is, mm. this part of my physiology become evil? Or can another person's hands become the instrument by which the enemy would plunder me and cause my prosperity to plummet into realms akin to the bottomless pit? Can I brought into a state of abysmal penury as a result of the phenomenon that is known as the evil hand? What even is the evil hand? How can I tell it when I'm looking into the hand of someone? God bless you, Pastor Daniel. Let us take a word of prayer. Father, we give you glory for tonight. In Jesus' name. We thank you for your mighty word. Yes, Lord. We rely on your word. Yes, Jesus. Your word is final authority in our lives. In the name of Jesus. We do away with the thinking of men. We settle on the truth, in the name which of Jesus. is yes, Lord. the good word of God. Hallelujah. We ask that you would cause light to come to us. Thank you, Holy Thank Spirit you. of God. Even in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you, Pastor Daniel. In Jesus' name. It's been a long travel. Yes. Um, dealing with the matter of why... I'm poor. Yes. And I think that we had such a wonderful time last Sunday. Yes. yes. It was That's enlightening. True. It was full of glory. Splendid. Especially on the settling issue of divination in the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ. We understood 
in many instances, spanning from the Old Testament all the way through to the New Testament, how that divination has been a fabric of our faith. Mm. And we saw several places where not only the Old Testament folks, but even the first apostles engaged divination in the matter of getting to understand the verdict of divinity or deity or to know the mind of God concerning a matter. We know that in previous times, uh, many people have held the opinion that divination is satanic, not taking cognizance of even the very words that spell out the word divination because we understand that divination is the word from which we have the word to divine. And when we look into the book of Ezekiel, the word of God speaks concerning those who divine divination. We also understood how that Joseph was telling his brothers that he, a man like himself, didn't they think that he could divine and be able to tell who had stolen his diviner's <laughs> cup? His silver cup. His silver cup. <laughs> and um, like I said already, because of many... Um, people's disposition against divination, they try to explain away Joseph's diviner's cap. Yes. And many have said that um, he was not a diviner. Mm. But the man himself said in Genesis 44 verse 15, <laughs> yes. you can't speak for a man. Allow yeah. the man to talk mm. for himself. He said, and Joseph said unto them, what deed is this that you have done? Mm. What do you know that such a man as I can yes. certainly divine? divine. And he was emphatic. Emphatic. Unashamed. <laughs> he was <laughs> unapologetic. Unapologetic. Yes. He, he was that straight and blatant. Mm. Now, um, for many a people, they will agree to divination in the Old Testament. Mm. And when we come into the New, then they begin to say that in the New Testament, yes. there is no cause for divination. Mm. How interesting. And sometimes when you hear things like that, you just are able to tell it is either the person is dis, uh, predisposed to a certain orientation that he's come for himself yes. or you can just overlook it for the person's lack of understanding of the word of God. And on the matter that we're going to be dealing with tonight, I would plead with everybody who has not been in the session since Sunday yes. to go back and listen and get the foundations yes. for um, the matter we're about to deal with tonight. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you may just be religious and be prone to shun the subject matter we're about to share. But you see, like I was saying, every promise of God that he gave to man, okay. he founded it on the premise of divination. Mm. Every, prom- prem- every, promise, every of God promise of God was premised, was premised on, divination. on divination. Every promise of God. That's, that's, that's interesting. Every promise of God was premised on divination. Now, the faith of Abraham was premised on astrology and geomancy. Mm. Like we see that God called Abraham and see what he told him. He said, that look and see if you can tell the stars. Mm. That is astrology. Yes. Then he took him to the sand of the seashore and gave him a revelation of the sign of the sand and also told him that if you are able to count the uh, sea sand and you are able to count the stars 
or tell them, even so shall thy seed be. Yes. So we know that the sign of the seed of Abraham was an astrological sign and was also a geomantic sign. sign. Okay. Yes. And he said, he brought him forth abroad and said, look now toward heaven and tell the stars if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, so shall thy seed be. And the word of God also says that he took him to the place of the sand and told him to also try and number the sand. And when he could not, he also told him that even so shall thy seed also be. So we know that there was a sign in the heavens and there was a sign on the earth. And that was the promise that God made to Abraham concerning the seed. And we know that Christ is the seed. Yes. Um, apart from that, we also understood that when you go through the scriptures scattered in various places, Jesus said, you are the lights of the world. And we know that the light of the world is the sun, moon, and stars. Then he also said, you are the salt of the oh, yeah. earth. Yes. And that also speaks concerning geomancy because salt and mineralization are actually tapped through the process of geomancy. Mm. And he said, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Then he went, he said, you are the salt of the earth. So we realize that there is always the heavens and then the earth. The Bible says that in the beginning, God created the heavens and then the earth. Now, so we understand that salt and light actually are typical signs that um, Christ himself used to explain the nature of the God seed. Additionally, we also know that in the book of Acts, the word of God says, he said, I will show signs in the heavens above and I will show signs in the earth beneath. Okay. Now, and additionally, in addition, just to go forward, we learned last week Sunday mm -hmm. that concerning his rebuke against the hypocrites, yes. he said, you are hypocrites. You are able to tell yes. the face of the, sky. of the sky, and that is what most people will always quote. But then when you turn to the book of Luke, he does not just rest it at the face of the sky, mm -hmm. but he also said you are able to tell the face of the yeah. earth. So you hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky and of the earth. Mm. But how is it that you do not discern this time? And I would like us to read it in the NIV. Okay. Luke chapter 12, the verse 56, the NIV. He said, hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and the sky. So you see, so there is an interpretation of the appearance of the earth. How the earth appears has an interpretation. And how the sky appears has an interpretation. This interpretation is not um, bounded or limited to physical interpretation. No, no, not only physical interpretation okay. because they were dealing with signs. Mm. So Jesus, in looking at this, says, if you are just limiting this thing to signs... Um, the signs of the physical realm, mm -hmm. just like people have done the sun, moon, and stars. Mm -hmm. They only use the sun to dry their clothes and use it for photosynthesis. Okay. But Jesus, according to the word of God, mm -hmm. says that the sun and the moon and the stars are for signs mm -hmm. concerning his coming. Yes. And we already know that in the book of Genesis, mm -hmm. God plays the um, stars as signs, as alf in the Hebrew. Yes. So Jesus Christ is now in the book of Luke chapter 12, verse 56, showing us that there are signs of the earth and its appearance that actually depict 
spiritual omens and uh, actually a communication of what God has on his mind. Okay. So if we want to know what God is thinking about, we could also look at the earth and look at the signs of the earth. We could also look at the sky and look at the signs of the sky okay. and we would discern and divine what is on the mind of God. Mm. Now, um, eschatologically, nobody can teach on the revelation of Jesus Christ outside of the signs of the sky. The, the, the block of teaching. Yes. Eschatology. Eschatology. Dealing with the matters of the end. Exactly. And principally, the matters of the second appearing, even of the Lord Jesus. Yes. And the events around it. Yes. One cannot You decode. can never decode it outside of the premise of the sun. The Bible says that the sun shall be turned into black mm -hmm. and the moon will be turned into blood. So, and all of these things, when you hear the blackness of the sun mm -hmm. and the bloodness of the moon, mm -hmm. he's actually talking about an eclipse. Mm -hmm. And it is under this premise that we are able to know that eclipses, both spiritual eclipse and physical eclipse, mm -hmm. would mark the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. So now, in that realm of astrology, which we understand, we know is telling the eminent appearance of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Now, that is the same thing that happens on the earth. Okay. So that he says that on the earth, he would also show signs of smoke. You remember that in the revelation of Jesus, the Bible says that the bottomless pit was opened. Yes. And now the word of God says that there now appeared smoke, smoke from the bottomless pit yes. coming from the earth. Yes. And the Bible said it covered, covered the, the sun. sun. Yes. Now, the moment you're looking at smoke coming from the earth, mm. you're looking at a principle of magma. Yes. You're looking at a principle Mo of molten magma yes. coming out. And all of these things are... As in an er a volcanic a eruption. A volcanic eruption. And all of these things are actually things that we study in school. But man of God, it's, it's like, uh, that was what I was going to come to. Yes. It's as if the things we study in school. Yes. We constantly either engineer disconnect. Yes, we engineer disconnect between spiritual, spiritual and physical, between school and then church. church. And if it is church, no, it's not allowed. But if it is in school, it's allowed. There is somebody who is a believer who is actually probably a geological engineer, yes. probably a mining engineer who understands the structure of the earth, mm. talking about sedimentary rocks, and he's able to tell mm. by looking at the layers of the mm. earth a particular formation and how long and how many years mm. that has actually happened. And mm. um, they're able to tell fossil fuels and fossil findings yes. and are able to tell um, various... How, um, even, how old the earth has how been. How old the earth has the been. The kind of creatures that have yes. lived on the that earth. That has lived that. on the earth. And additionally, any true apolo an apologist, any true apologist understand that the word of God is not only proven by the Bible, mm. but is also mm. proven archaeologically. Mm. So mm. now, if you're beginning mm. to look at archaeology, mm. the study mm. of um, hitting things mm. that have been placed in the earth over time mm -hmm. and seasons mm -hmm. and their findings, you will now be able to tell that all of these archaeological findings are related to geomancy mm -hmm. because you would have to have a certain sensation to, um, of magnetic um, influences of the earth strata for you to be able to know that let's dig this place because we sense that there is something in that place that we may find. Yes. Um, by reason of resonance, when we yes. look at physics, yes. now we, we are able to tell that 
looking at the resonance or the vibration in a particular place, there should be something that has been done there many, many years yes. ago. Now you are able to pick an artifact and you study the sand formation okay. around the artifact mm -hmm. and then you take it into a laboratory and then you are able to tell how long that thing has been hidden mm -hmm. in the sands of time. Yes. And you would say that this artifact depicts that the half-life, now we move to chemistry, mm -hmm. of the particular object shows that this thing has been hidden in the earth for almost sometimes people would begin to say that they found fossil fuels that have been there beyond 6,000 years. So that actually proved that the earth existed. If you are finding animals and creatures that have been, um, how do you call that have had life way longer than the existence from Adam to our present generation. Then we begin to debate whether the word of God is true or not because we've lost touch with the pre-Adamite world. So you see, everything as we are seeing it here is now built on the coming together of the merging of the things that we study in school with the Bible has already explained. But people want to dis dis dissociate and to break mm. the link between our present findings of chemistry, physics, mathematics, and all of the things that has to do with geology, geodetic, geomancy. Um, somebody is studying mm. aeronautic engineering but does not understand that what he is studying is actually aeromancy mm. because um, it is the study of the clouds and the elements of the sky and the wind, the movement of the winds to be able to know whether we should fly. Mm. Somebody was is a man of God and he is trying to fight the aspect of divination but was locked in... Um, how do you call it, um, an airport in the U.S. because the pilots and the aviation are saying that the weather is not good for a flight. And the man of God understands and believes hmm. that it is God that has saved his life because <laughs> if he had flown or sat in that aeroplane, he yeah. would have crashed or faced something yeah, that right. was very bad. Hmm. Now, all of these signs, previously, before the advancement of signs, all of these S-I-G-N-S signs were already known Yes. To spiritual men. men. Okay. This way, the science of God, and it is referred to as the omniscience of God, okay. which we believe that God is omniscient, okay. but we are unable to break the science mm. to the um, science of God. <laughs> so when we say God is omniscient, okay. it simply means that God is all-knowing when it comes to science. Okay. Then we should understand that there is false science and there is true science. So the more we apply ourselves to the word of God mm, and we mm, come to mm, settle in mm. on the providence of God and mm. the things that God has given to us, yes. brother, you understand that divination is a gift yes. from God. Hallelujah. Only that we will have to acknowledge God yes. before yes. we embark on any kind of divination. Like we saw in the book of Acts when the first apostles had to cast lots. The Bible says, and they prayed, mm. and they cast lots, okay. and there were qualifications to it. We saw in the word of God, according to Saul, before he cast his lots to find out or to divine, yes. he said, God, give me a perfect lot. He prayed, acknowledged the lordship and God's ability to move things towards the signs of his thoughts and of his mind. Okay before they embarked on the divination. Right. Now, this is just in the background. So now let's deal with the matter of the divination of our hands. Okay. Man of God, I want you to hold on with that thought. We'll be back shortly after this break. We want to take a quick break. We'll be back shortly. God richly bless you. Stick and stay. Thanks so much for listening. We trust that you've been blessed with truth for life. Be sure to subscribe to the Dr. Obedobing a Day podcast to receive new messages every week. Until next time, remain blessed. Shalom.